Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day today. You are listening to Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Deanna Radai, coming to you from sunny Florida right at the moment. So that's quite fantastic. Uh, We have a guest today, which I'm very, very excited about. We've got the live chat open for those of you listening to us um, live today. Um, Friend, fellow designer, she's an award-winning designer, by the way. So pat yourself on the back there, Jen. Jennifer Streepling. (laughs) And we are going to talk (laughs) – You can tell this is going to go today. Um, We're going to talk about the impact of the pandemic that we're in right now uh, and the effect that it's had on specifically restaurants and how they've been pivoting to stay in business, increase business. Uh, And then if you see that as a trend continuing after we come out of this, and then for me, coming from a retail background, I, I can see a lot of this, you know, kind of running parallel, that retail and restaurant are kind of doing the same things and implementing the same procedures to stay in business. So that's going to be our big topic today. So welcome, Jen. How are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yay. Are you excited to talk restaurant design in the middle of a pandemic? Always excited to talk about (laughs) restaurants. I've been doing it for a good 20 years. I won't say like almost 30, but no, it's my favorite thing to talk about. So I'm excited. Well, now, why do you now see this? um, And for those of you who, you know, know me or know Jen, we actually met a long, long time ago on a train (laughs) coming back. (laughs) From Neocon, Jen and I were the only ones in the train car on the good old Hiawatha train going from Milwaukee to Chicago, and that friendship was formed low those many years ago, and at the yeah. time, I primarily do residential design with some retail, and Jen primarily does restaurant design with a little bit of residential so what do you love about restaurant design I never I don't think I ever asked you that question what made you go um, into may, maybe design? not um I think my I my favorite part about restaurant design is that I waited tables bartended was a regional trainer for a restaurant chain for years and yeah. um I like the dynamics of it I loved I loved waiting tables um, I loved the hospitality. I loved having regulars. And when the position came across for Darden Restaurants, Olive Garden, who I worked for for several years developing their program, I went, oh, I never thought about taking my interior design degree and combining it with restaurants. And ever yeah. since then, it's been a match made in heaven. And, you know, you have the guests, you have the operators, um, and it's different in, you know, from Chicago to New York to Dallas to California. There's all different kinds of demographics and um, that play in and different, you know, consumer needs. And that's every, it makes it challenging. And that's my favorite part because I'm not, I don't like to sit around. I like to be challenged. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's kind of what I like about retail design as well too because I back ended into it I was in you know retail management for so long and you back into it with the merchandising and visual aspect of it 
And it's like, yeah, you know, this is kind of fun. How I place something makes it sell more, you know, and, and yeah. you know, then traffic patterns and how you merchandise, you know, to your client and everything. So, yeah, that I think that's interesting. Now, you also have done international projects as well, too, right? You haven't just designed correct, yes. in the States. What other countries have you worked in? And do you see um, a Korea, China, difference? Definitely. Um, I was kind of voluntold into the international market um, with my last company and was told, you know, get on a plane, you're going to South Korea. And I went, okay. <laughs> um, I don't want to go to South Korea. Yeah. Um, but it actually, <laughs> uh, I'm go, okay. Dust off yeah. the passport. Didn't have that on my bucket list. But, um, right. right. So it turned into this two and a half week um, Korea, China, um, Japan, going to all of the um, concepts that I worked for at the time. And it was amazing to me, this restaurant concept that I had worked with for, at the time, almost six, seven years, my interpretation, my vision of it, what was the DNA of the brand, and now going to these other countries, the DNA was there, it was just different. And obviously working with a translator to understand, talking to the people in the restaurant, why did you do this or why did you do that? It wasn't just about the color on the walls. Is why are the chairs this way or why is the table set up this way? Right. Um, especially even FaceTiming with our team members in, you know, Saudi Arabia. You know, women have one entrance, men have another entrance. Topic for another call. Um, right, okay. But their spacing <laughs> is different, right? Right. <laughs> we started yeah. Like um, right. Their spacing is different. They're they're, the way that they see things is different. So it was really a learning for when I come back and the executive team is, I want anywhere you go in the world, I want them to know that you're walking in this concept. And I want it to be the same, but I want it to be different. So we created this DNA format of here's the seven boxes that you need to hit and here's your options within those boxes. And I'm happy to have right. a conversation and go from there and say, well, I want to do, you know, within this DNA component, I want to do this option, but I want to do it, you know, like this. And we would have a mm-hmm. conversation. And most of the time I'd be like, okay. And I would learn and they would learn. And it strengthened the domestic team because then it opened up this whole nother level of options, both back of the house and front of the house that we never would have thought of because somebody else was looking at it different because that was their common practice or their vision of that design component or that piece of equipment. And you know what's interesting? Uh, you know, I work with NKB a lot doing with the chapters program, and one of the chapters up in the Pacific Northwest actually asked me to develop a talk based on cultural differences and setting up spaces and how do you do presentations to, you know, with the clientele from different countries that they have in this area. And I just think hmm. this is such an interesting topic. And so, yeah, we will. I'm, well, I'm going to bring Eleanor in from NKBA and we can talk about that once because I, I find Great. it fascinating. Because don't you think it really is all about listening 
Absolutely. And listening, um, understanding, I think there's components of it, especially what we do that's visual because of the true language barrier. You can't always kind of comprehend, if you will, what they're trying (laughs) to get to or what they're trying to develop without that visual component. You know, the picture is worth a thousand words or a sketch on a napkin, which I'm a big fan of. I think that 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 helps. <laughs> Sketch on the napkin. I love it because that's yeah, you big like, Who's it then? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I told you we some of my um, my greener today. associates look at me. They're like, "You want me to sketch something?" I'm like, "That would be great. Could you do that for me, please?" <laughs> well, and it's hard to say, you know, when someone will hand you a tablet and they're like, "Well, just sketch on the tablet," and I'm like, "No, I can't. You know what I need? I need a. I'm. I'm still." so old school I'm old I school. like the yep. paper you know yep. I, you I take a picture of it when I'm done and then it'll be virtual yeah. so there you go <laughs> although I will say now that I've been taking these Revit classes improving my skill set by the way everyone listening during the very pandemic nice. I am trying to increase my knowledge base I am a fan of Revit. I am so excited. Yeah. I'm ready to go by the program and play. <laughs> just having way it is, it is, it's it. magical. I mean, and it, its possibilities are endless. Is that primarily what you used, or were you guys using CAD or 2020? What's the we were using both. Okay. Uh, um, Revit, I think, is good in my experience for new construction projects because of the class detection where it shows the joist right. and the HVAC and making sure. Um, but for renovations, um, at least for the most of the brands that I've worked on, I would just recommend for multiple reasons to go with AutoCAD. Now, what we yeah. have seen recently is as we retro into older existing buildings where we're taking our um, puzzle pieces and putting them into a new building format, which is more of a conversion right. versus a remodel or a new construction. Revit is right. a big component of that because you're tearing down walls, you're opening up ceilings, and it's you're, mm-hmm. it's, you're in uncharted territory. And I think Revit can help us be smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I just love it. So there you go. Recommendation oh, cool. from Jen. <laughs> <laughs> from, yeah, from Autodesk, you know. There you go. Maybe they'll give us a discount. Yeah. I know. <laughs> now, when we're talking about restaurants and, you know, sheltering in place, lockdowns, all of this, you know, how people have been really thinking out of the box to try and stay in compliance with whatever whatever local law um, or federal guidelines that are being put out there. I, I, I'm trying to figure out the exact way I want to ask this question, but how like restaurants, and I know down here in Florida, a lot of the craft breweries, that kind of thing, of setting up the to-go, the, the takeout, the curbside. How hard was that for them to put into place? And then moving forward, do you see that as a trend that would stay in place? I think for a lot of the chain restaurants, because, you know, um, you know, Chili's, for example, they put to-go mm-hmm. rooms in their spaces um, years ago where it was kind of just off the kitchen. 
and it was a okay. new thing. Um, right. And then other chain restaurants like Bloom and Brands, Darden, they had all done it, you know, from the get-go on their newer buildings as well. So it was easy for them to pivot. Now, when I say right. easy, I'm sure it was heartbreaking to close down the front of the house, the dining room, hostesses, right. servers, bartenders. That whole component obviously has been put on the shelf. But then right. for your mom and pops, I think because hospitality is about bringing someone into the restaurant and making them feel like you're at your house and you're going to cook for them. And it's that human interaction component. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things about the restaurant industry. I think the independence, it was a new um, experience for them. But what I right. have seen talking to, you know, friends, colleagues, mentors in the industry, and even, you know, reading multiple articles over the past, I've lost, count how many weeks we've been in lockdown um it's impressive to see that they've pivoted to being a grocery store or a food pantry or delivering carrier carry out only there's one brand that's close to my heart that they are putting messages on the takeaway boxes thank you so much stay safe and healthy and Mm -hmm. that to me is the epitome of hospitality it's not just we really need your money but we also, you know, we're, again, we're trying to maintain that connection on some level. And because I can't talk to you, I'm going to, you know, I'll pass you a note in study hall. Um, right, right. As far as it continuing when, you know, we're, it kind of reminds me of the scene in the Wizard of Oz is the Wicked Witch of the West is gone. And now all the munchkins can come out. We're all yeah. waiting to see when it's going to be <laughs> safe to come out again, right? Um, right. That scene keeps playing I in my head. I love that Wizard of Oz way too much. But um, <laughs> that's what I feel like. I love my husband and my children most of the day. Um, but I'm, like, ready to go back out. You know, I'm a road warrior. I've been on the road for 20 years. This is the longest I've been under the same roof with my husband and my children in a really long time. And I, I think this morning thinking all I want to do is go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a coffee and right. pick out what donut I want. That's all I want. Yes, exactly. I think I need to write a note to my three local Starbucks and say I'm so sorry that I can't yeah. visit you because you don't have a drive-through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know your sales are suffering significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no. Do you as see that as, well, as more? Do you see more restaurants? Adding that, you you know, having the, and I'm going to give a shout out to um, one of the places here. It's Crooked Thumb Brewery in Safety Harbor. And I was just really impressed with how quickly they pivoted from the beer garden and all the clubs. And it, it got really to the heart of what you were just saying. It was about the community. And it wasn't just mm-hmm. going somewhere to drink a beer. It was, okay, they right. did book clubs. They did a lot of meet and greets with different rescues. It was fostering the community atmosphere and not being able to have the community there, you know, the, they popped open one of the one of the big windows, and it was to go and carry out only. You know that they did, right. and obviously, it's not what the brand is or whatever. But do you see that as another revenue stream for some places to keep it, you know, going or thinking about to renovate or include in new bills? Builds. I do. I think, you know, more so on the independent side, I agree with you. I'm highly impressed 
at how quickly um, they've pivoted. Um, yes. just, I mean, it's a amazing. matter of survival. It's a matter of yeah. when you take out, you know, look at, you know, the liquor laws. Now you can go and you can get, you know, a meal and you can get a bottle of wine and there's, you know, a tape like over the top. I think that that's impressive. I think it will carry on to a certain extent as far as my personal opinion, but I also think there's still something to say, especially the longer we're locked up, that people, when they know that it's safe or we're Mm -hmm. allowed by the government to go back outside, if you will, they're going to want to reconnect with all these people that they haven't seen in so long. My entire family is in Chicago. I was supposed to see them right before this started. I'm usually home every three months, and now I haven't been able to go home. My dad refuses right. to do FaceTime. Um, so it's, it, and again, we're, you know, we're Italian. The, the world revolves around food every time we're all together. Right. And I fully right. expect somewhere between here and there, there'll be a meal. It's, you know, same with you and I, or friends that haven't mm-hmm. seen each other is like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in a year, or I haven't seen you in right. nine months. Let's meet here. Or yep. all the ladies out there that can't get their nails done, can't get their hair done, like, let's go and have oh a beauty God. day and let's go to yes. lunch and have drinks. <laughs> so I think the in-restaurant experience is going to be revived because of mm-hmm. the, just how social as a society we are. Yeah. But I do think yeah. there'll be some component of people that'll be like, you know what, they were so great during this, let's do delivery or can you stop by and do takeout? Right. Kind of like the work from home component. I think yeah. this is going to change a lot of leaders' visions on, well, they can't work from home, they'll get distracted. This is going to kind of right. show each person who can kind of do their job from home successfully mm-hmm. without having to be in the office. That was the topic of yesterday's show, um, doing um, Zoom meetings and video meetings from home when you don't have oh, a yeah. dedicated office space. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, well, and both of us have worked from home right. before. So it it really is a discipline, you know, to yes. to get up and to keep yourself on a schedule. You know, you and your husband works from home too. So you've got the competing, you know, things with schedules. Yes. And I do want to schedule that as a show because that has a lot. Who gets the kitchen table and who gets <laughs> this? And, you know, or even when you just have the dog at home with you, you know, excuse me, I don't care if you're in the middle of writing an article, you know, I want to go outside right. and bark at the world. You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah. And now the kids are on computers. I got one going to college, you know, one's a sophomore in college from her room, another one in seventh mm-hmm. grade from his room, making sure yep. that, you know, the squirrel doesn't go by his window and he doesn't, yeah. you know, not stop <laughs> listening to the teacher. Um, it is, it's a different world. We're fortunate enough to each kind of have our own room where we can shut the door and lock right. ourselves away. But mm-hmm. I have multiple friends where they're like, I need the two screens. You go in the office and you get the kitchen today and I'll flip you for it tomorrow yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, I would imagine it's challenging. Well, and the people too who were working and again, we've all done it too. You are working from the coffee shop or I've worked outside right. numerous times sure. just for different inspiration or, you know, just to be outside and not being able to 
go work at your local coffee shop or at the restaurant and do these type of things. You know, I'm, I don't want to say I'm an introvert, but as far as going out and, you know, social, social, this hasn't impacted me as much as others, (laughs) you know. Right. But when you do want to go out and you can't, you know, speaking from my perspective, having that option of the, the takeout window, the carryout window of places where you normally didn't have it, or the food trucks. Right. Now, I can see right. this just being amazing for food trucks because that's what their build, their business model is based out of. You know, I'm going to hand you food through a window. You're going to give me money in exchange and go along your merry way. Right. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, and I've been kind of wrapped struggling with this the last few weeks at this six feet apart, you know, when, before they started closing the restaurants down, it was the tables have to be six feet apart. And my biggest worry for the industry is, you know, it's get as many tables in, you know, without the fire marshal shutting us down as possible where it's comfortable. Obviously it's a little different in New York and Chicago than it is throughout the rest of the world. But, you know, if you have 6,500 square feet, 7,200 square foot building, with 240 seats, now you got to do six feet apart. I, I mean, I've literally talked about sketching. I've been sketching and thinking, how is that going to work? Like, that can't be the new normal. Well, you're just not, I mean, you're not going to generate the revenue. Wouldn't it even have to be further if you have to take into account servers going past? I, and I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm just, I'm asking that question. I know from a retail standpoint, you know, it would impact of how far apart are you keeping your displays? Your aisles are now bigger. How are you, you know, reconfiguring your traffic patterns of merchandise? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at least in a retail setting, you can go vertical, you know, with, with right. some of your stuff. So you would just be really packing up your vertical space yeah. as opposed to your tabletop or um, like HRACs or something like that. But you don't have that as an option, obviously, in the restaurant. Right. I mean, and think about, you know, when I would travel, I would just usually sit at the bar and kind of have my laptop. I'm only one person. I'm not going to take up. I mean, think of that relationship, that distance between you and the bartender. You're talking three feet, maybe four feet at best, depending on how deep the bar top is and the equipment underneath it. But, um I'm interested to see if this impacts. I mean, you're talking about changing the way we follow um, ADA, the International Building Code. This could have altering effects on the industry. Now, that's this is just me speculating. Worst case scenario, I would right. hope that when it goes back to normal, it goes back to some normal and it doesn't reevaluate the design and construction industry, but it may. Well, and speaking of it, too, and again, you know, the different states, different levels of, I don't want to say compliance isn't the right word, but, you know, you have like your Californias, and just speaking Mm -hmm. from a a green standard, you know, they are hardcore, right? Oh, yeah. The the regulations and that type of thing. Um, So... I could see, now that you brought that up, I wasn't even thinking of it from that standard with the, like, you know, sitting at the bar um, or sitting at a counter or a cafe or the family-style restaurants, that type of thing. 
Um, I, I just think that is interesting. That is interesting. Hey, we have a caller who has a question. Would you like to take a question, Jen? That would be great. Okay, hang on one second. Hello there, caller. How are you? I am wonderful and amazing at the same time. How are you doing? Well, that's <laughs> awesome. Do you have a question for me or Jen? Um, well, you know, um, I just want to get down to what you're really talking about. So can you just give me a little tiny bit more of what you're what you really want to get down to so I can look at it real quick. We're, be, we're talking about the effects of the pandemic on its effect uh-huh. on the restaurant industry. Okay. Well, if people have to retrain themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is a train, this is a training period, right? Correct. Okay. So people are going to have to take responsibility for their actions, right? Well, we're we're talking about it from a design standpoint on how it's going to impact how restaurants are designed. Oh, how they're designed. Oh, yeah. Correct. I mean, yeah. Correct. It's, it's gonna. It, yeah, it's definitely going to change. I mean, you're talking about the future right now. Is what you're talking about, right? Uh. Well, yeah, with what things, how things are trending, how restaurants and bars are reacting right now, and then if those trends uh-huh. will hold in the future. Okay. That, that's what we're, we're talking about it from a design standpoint. Okay. Well, the people like uh, our President Trump was trying to empower people, you know, trying to give people opportunities, you know, and he can't force people to take advantage of their opportunities, right? Well, okay. I I don't want to talk politics. We're we're just talking restaurant design oh, right now. Oh, the design, huh? Okay. Well, I yeah, I this is a design a couple... show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I noticed that there's a few places like uh, the pizza delivery places. You know, they're having to change their design. I see in the commercials. You know how they're having they're presenting it that there's no contact from the oven to the box and then you pick up your pizza and there's no contact, you know, like that kind of design? Well, and, and eat in restaurants. Oh, I never thought about that. I mean. Yeah, that, that's what we've been talking I, I, about. Oh, wow. Well, that, maybe they'll have little little booths you can go into after they sanitize it, you know, then they can go in there <laughs> and you can eat your, <laughs> eat your dinner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what we've been talking about, just kind of fleshing it out and how it's going to impact the restaurant industry and, that, well, oh, the design cool, of man. restaurants. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's cool. I'm sorry. I'm I'm way off base. I'm sorry. I do that sometimes. Okay. I get all. <laughs> People say, you're well, then the if you don't room. mind. I'm, like, I'm in the wrong room. <laughs> well, I encourage you to continue on listening. And if you want, five minutes after we end, you can download the show. And then we're always available. If you have a question, that just email us. Well, you just took the words out of my mouth. That's what I tell people all the time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're funny. You're funny. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, if you well, don't, if you don't mind.
mind, I'm going to put you on hold because we've got two minutes left, and I want to give Jen time to give herself a plug and wrap up the show. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay, you I'll so wait. much yeah. for calling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and all right, Jen, we've got less than two minutes. Is there anything that you want to plug out there? This was a. I told you we would get off on some tangents, but oh, it is course. interesting, and it is going to be interesting to see what happens in in the next you know in the next few weeks and i did not think Absolutely. of the bar and cafe aspect i was thinking of you know the the sit down aspect of it right so and that that's a key have... point i mean that's the that's an aspect i mean that's part of it you have different zones within the same restaurant that's a beaut that's the beauty of a lot of restaurants depending on right. if you're going with a girlfriend or if you're going with your family you're going to sit right. and have different experiences within the same space um, I think you, to wrap up, honestly, I think um, I am impressed at everyone doing, you know, discounted or complimentary meals for the first responders and the medical staff. So if yes. anyone's listening from that, thank you so yep. much. Um, I, yep. you know, I, again, I don't think any of you are probably being paid what you're putting on the line, being away from your families and your children. So thank you very much yep. for that. And, yep. um, again, my heart goes out to um, the restaurant industry, the servers, the bartenders, um, yep. the managing partners, as well as the executive leaders that are trying to lead their team through this difficult time. And, mm -hmm. and if there's anyone out there that needs assistance and trying to evaluate, you know, their kitchen in this craziness and, you know, yep. their front of the house, their takeaway, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um Jennifer Stripling, and I'm happy to help and consult um, any way I can. Thank you, Jen. And we're going to talk maybe next week of trying to avoid going to jail, designed for limiting your jail time <laughs> in the quarantine. And uh, <laughs> I like it. I'll sign up right now. <laughs> and then I would also like to explore, um, I'm going to team up with um, some of the people from NKBA um, out in Seattle. They were the ones who wanted to set up the, the different cultural differences. I, I just think okay. that is interesting, talking about spacing and, you know, what, what could be some of the takeaways. I just, I think that would just be really, really interesting. So, Thank you for coming Agreed. on today. I think this was fun. Well, thank we'll you for again. having me. It was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Enjoy the sunshine. Have a great day. Hey, you too. And again, everybody, thanks for listening in. If you have any questions, you can find me on Deanna on Design on Twitter, Facebook, and Deanna Radai on LinkedIn, and from Deanna on Design on Blog Talk Radio. Happy designing, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Jen.